Epicor is the essential partner to the world's most essential businesses, offering ERP solutions built for growth and operational success. Explore the industry productivity solutions we curate for the automotive, building supply, distribution, manufacturing, and retail industries by visiting epicor.com slash essential. That's E-P-I-C-O-R dot com slash essential. Welcome to the Boost Podcast with Kelly Leonard. The podcast providing you with immediate access to tools, tips, and tactics to boost your business success, build your brand, optimize relationships, obtain more leads, secure thought leadership space, and tap into new markets. It's the Boost Podcast. And now, here's Kelly Leonard. Hello and welcome back to the Boost Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Leonard. In today's episode, I chat with Rahama Wright. Rahama is a social entrepreneur and the founder of Shay Yaleen, a Washington, D.C.-based beauty brand that generates living wages for women in Ghana through a line of pure Shea butter products. The part of Boost Rahama will address are build your brand and optimize relationships. Let's listen in. Hey, Rahama, welcome to the Boost Podcast. Thank you for having me, Kelly. I'm really excited to chat with you. I am so excited to chat with you as well because it's so funny. I mean, I know you and I literally just (laughs) met one another online and that's the beauty of social media is making Mm -hmm. virtual connections and then bringing them into full circle into an actual telephone conversation and had (laughs) just an awesome conversation with you recently by phone. And so I was like, I have got to have you on the podcast. So for those who are just meeting you for the first time and or have never heard of Shay Yuleen, what Uh can you tell about us? Yeah, well, thanks again for having me come and chat with you and share my business with your audience. Uh, Shailene is a DC-based social impact company I started after serving in the Peace Corps. And what the company does is we create an entire line of Shea Butter body care products that we ethically source from women-owned cooperatives in Northern Ghana. And through our business model, we're addressing rural poverty through the creation of products that are healthy and great for our customers. And that also generate living wages for the women in the communities that we work with. Wow. So now what drove you to start this endeavor? Well, um, I started it in my early 20s after serving in the Peace Corps in West Africa in Mali, where I was assigned to a community health center right out of college. And on a very frequent basis, women would come to my community health center and they would have issues in terms of being able to either pay for health services or buy medicine. And so I became really obsessed with learning about how women in my community made money. Like, how do they generate income? A lot of them were subsistence farmers. They lived off the land. And so when I started researching income generating activities for women, I learned about shea butter and its connection to the lives of women in the Sahel region of Africa. And so that kind of It made me very curious that this product that I was very familiar with in the U.S. growing up, um, I never knew came from Africa. I never knew was something that was made by women in these rural communities. And so as I started investigating, learning more, seeing how women in my communities made shea butter, I was like, I can help them bring this product to market. (laughs) Knowing absolutely nothing about business. I always say I had no business starting a business. (laughs) But (laughs) the reason why I started it was because of my experience 
experience in these communities and really seeing the need in terms of helping traditional shea producers get access to markets so that they could take care of themselves and their families, as well as getting really amazing, great products to people who might not know where a lot of their ingredients are coming from. Wow. And I know as a social entrepreneur, a lot of the, um, your passion and your time is spent helping other individuals, women in particular, start their own, um, primarily, I think, product-based companies. How, mm-hmm. how did you, outside of your, your use, your personal use of shea butter, how did you mm-hmm. decide specifically in creating your company? Like, because when you think of um, you know, Africa, the whole, the continent of mm-hmm. Africa, and the fact that it's just rich with so many different natural resources and other products that could come out of that region. How did you determine and, or how do you counsel other people in starting mm-hmm. their own product business? Like where to begin and, and how do you determine what that product might be? Yeah. So when it comes to the women and the cooperatives that we work with, one, it's really getting them to understand the value of their product and the value of their work. Um, A lot of people don't know this, but 16 million women across sub-Saharan Africa are part of the global shea butter supply chain. The bulk of of the women in the supply chain uh, struggle with rural poverty, um, make less than $2 a day. Wow. And so the reason why is there are a lot of intermediaries and brokers between the women and the marketplace, between the women and customers, consumers. And so the first thing that we do is really teach women the value of what they're doing and how their work is part of a huge global supply chain. And we help them understand the things that they can do so that they can benefit and move further up the value chain. And so we do this by organizing cooperatives, giving women access to capital, giving them access to production equipment, training them on basic business um, skills. And that really allows them to develop the ecosystem that they need so that they can benefit from um, partnering with Shailene or even partnering with other companies that are looking for shea butter. Now, when it comes to uh, individuals who you know, reach out to me and who are curious about how to get started in beauty, I would say beauty is one of the hardest kind of industries to crack um, because you have really large companies, you know, the P&Gs of the world, the J&Js of the world, who have really kind of controlled production as well as the market access. Mm -hmm. And so when you're an indie beauty maker, it's really hard to figure out how to get your supplies. It's hard to figure out, you know, where to get components, where to get ingredients, how to work with co-packers, how to identify a warehouse, like all of those things. It's not very intuitive. I learned through Google. I, I always say Google helped me build my business. I would Google questions, any question I would have, I just put it into Google and then whatever information came up, I would click on every link to learn. And then of course, um, relationship building, networking with people, going to conferences, workshops, you know, places where people were talking about beauty and the beauty industry. And I always start with when working with entrepreneurs who are early in their in their journey helping them understand what need that they're filling because they might think that they have this wonderful great idea but if that wonderful great idea is not really meeting a need and that there's not a customer for that idea it's not going to go far. So really understanding that when you get into business, you're not getting into business for yourself. You actually have to be solving a problem in the marketplace. 
So true. Very true. And so, and so a question that I have for you is because oftentimes when we look at um, need or necessity versus a Mm -hmm. want. And so I see beauty, anyone who's successful in the beauty industry really must have their, you know, just be amazing at the work that they do because there are so many competitors in that Mm -hmm. space. And I know you have a, you've been very successful in getting your product in an airport, for example. And Mm -hmm. so tell us more about what that looks like, like bringing your product to market and what what did that journey or that process look like in even getting such a a great visibility opportunity and having a presence in an Mm -hmm. airport? Yeah, so we sell our products through select Whole Foods markets. We have a kiosk at Washington National Airport in D.C., and we also um, sell our products through MGM Resorts International. So have been really lucky and fortunate to kind of jump over the first hurdle of getting products into retail. And I would say this, uh, it's packaging is really important when it comes to beauty, and it's not something I understood from the beginning. Um, you know, <laughs> A, a lot of times I show people what my first packaging was for my soap. So we have like body moisturizers and cleansers and we have a bar soap. And I kid you not, um, the first packaging I had for our bar soap was a construction paper printed out with our like logo and label and the name of the soap. And then on the back was like a piece of scotch tape. <laughs> <laughs> Humble beginnings, right? Right. <laughs> So if I can get from that to getting into retail stores, there's hope for everyone. <laughs> and I say that it's the packaging part is really important because I pitched to Whole Foods three times uh, and was rejected at all times. Um, and when I would go back and kind of ask for feedback, it was because my packaging wasn't right. And so it's so important to work with professionals who can really give you beautiful, amazing packaging that pops off shelf. And then of course, what's inside the package is, is incredibly important, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your ingredients, what you're using in your ingredients, why you're choosing those ingredients, having a story around your brand, because the beauty industry is very competitive. I, I, you know, I say this all the time, everyone and their grandmother has a shea butter product. <laughs> and so it's become incredibly saturated and it's hard to know what brand to choose. Mm -hmm. And so to really be able to have a a strong brand story, have great packaging that pops so that people will be attracted and pick up your product, learn more about what is inside that product so that they can choose you is important. And I also think uh, in these days, this day and age, the fact that social media can give indie and smaller brands the ability to cultivate their voice and get their voice out to a large audience is a plus. You know, it's something that you weren't able to do a few years ago where you would have to have incredibly large marketing budgets. But now with social media, people can jump over that hurdle a lot easier. So making sure that they have a great social media strategy, making sure that they're engaging um, in conversations around the things that are important to their brand, around the things that align with their brand is something that I think is important. Now, one of the things that I'm just curious about is because you mentioned packaging and how important packaging is and 
the fact that you, you know, Whole Foods, it wasn't like they um, were got excited over your first <laughs> round of, you know, when you pitched it to them. Did they actually tell you, hey, your packaging is all like, how did you have that epiphany? Did someone sit you down or over mm-hmm. time? Was it that you just got a gut feeling? Like, yeah. how did that, what did that look like? Yeah, no. So I, when I was rejected, I asked for feedback mm-hmm. and thankfully the person was willing to give me feedback. And I always say this, it doesn't matter how many no's that you get when you're putting yourself out there, if you can learn from that no, if it can help you inform any future decisions for your business, it's actually not a rejection at all because it's preparing you. It's preparing you to get to the next level. Packaging was one of my huge barriers. It's something that I, I am not a creative you know, artistic visual person. Mm-hmm. It's not something that, you know, I can do on my own. So I needed to find the right people to help me develop the branding and the packaging for Shailene. And I'm actually, after um, being in Whole Foods for, has been like six years now, six, wow. seven years, I'm going through the process of doing a, a rebrand uh, and repositioning um, our product line. So it's something that you, it's not like, one and done you do it one time and you never do it again Mm -hmm. you always have to look at refreshing your brand at some point and so being able to have people who can give you insights who have more experience in branding and marketing is really important but who advises you so like in the case of your rebrand because i know to your point packaging is so important so if you Mm -hmm. grow this following of consumers Mm -hmm. who are accustomed to seeing you one way and then you pivot and shift. How do you like, and I know there's no way for you to have assurance that they're going to know that it's you or what have you, but who do you then listen to? Is it like that whole foods is saying, Hey, it's time for a refresh or is it? No, this is just, you have a hunch that Mm. now is the time that this refresh or this rebrand needs to take place. Yeah. So for me, it was a hunch. And it was based on just looking at the market and seeing some shifts and seeing some new players in the market and seeing what larger companies are doing around this product that is a huge part of my brand. And so paying attention and getting that data and insights just by looking at the market was part of the reason that I said, I need to start looking at doing a refresh of my brand and repositioning it because there's a lot of noise and I'm finding that my brand isn't standing out as well as it can um, as the market starts getting more and more crowded. And then I work with a branding agency. So I didn't, you know, start doing it on my own. I actually was very fortunate to find a branding agency that helped guide me through that entire process. People who study this and who've worked with like major, huge, big companies and have successfully launched brands and relaunched brands. Um, and so I went through that process working with uh, service providers who could help me. Nice. Nice. <laughs> well, and I know you're really passionate about just uplifting and supporting other women entrepreneurs and that mm-hmm. you're in the process of developing a online training series. So tell us more about that and ways that folks, if they're listening and they have an interest in reconnecting with you or learning more about this training program, how they might go about doing that. Yeah, I I was telling you when we spoke that on a fairly consistent basis, I get people who reach out to me, who DM me, who send me messages, whether it's LinkedIn or Instagram, um, and just say, hey, I want to start a beauty brand, but I don't know how can you help me. And it's at such a large volume, I don't have the ability to work with every single person who 
um, reaches out to me just because of lack of time. So I'm now thinking about pulling together like a very clear step-by-step -step process to help guide people who are interested in entering the beauty market. And even if it's not beauty market specifically, but just interested in creating a product-based business, because I think that there are a lot of similarities if you're creating a consumer product brand, um, whether it's food, whether it's beauty, there are a lot of similar things that we go through and just helping people guide them through that process. Um, everything from the different resources that I've used, the different suppliers I've used, uh, various programs I've gone through. And so it's going to be a digital program um, that I will do via webinars and online training. And for those who are interested, they can connect with me either via LinkedIn or Instagram, and I'm happy to share more details on it. Awesome. Well, I am so excited that you're, you're doing this because I think you know, it just speaks volumes to the fact that you are a woman of integrity and abundance, just the fact that you are willing to share your thought leadership and knowledge with other people who are looking to grow in that, mm -hmm. that space as well. And certainly you have a, a track record. I love the way how I was like, I think you're in an airport. And you're like, oh, well, I'm in MGM and hold <laughs> Don't get it. Don't get it twisted. No, I don't like that at all. No, no. But you're like, you that horn. Time. That is big time. So no, that is exciting. And so I got a little skin in the game, you know. <laughs> I can do a little something. something. Right. So yeah, no. I am just so excited for you and celebrate your success and the success of all the other entrepreneurs that you're supporting here locally and, and literally around the world. So thank you. Oh, thank for you. That you do now outside of, um, I know you said they can connect with you, um, on LinkedIn, but, um, do you have a website? Like how can mm -hmm. people learn more about your products as well? Yes. So people can go to shayeline.com, which is S H E A Y E L E E N.com. They can also follow us on Twitter as well as Instagram. And we, you know, they can buy our products on our website. They can learn more about the cooperatives that we work with and our mission and our social impact via our website, as well as our Instagram. Well, thank you so much for your time, Rahma. I know you are a, an extremely busy lady. <laughs> and so I appreciate you carving time out for our listening community and for just sharing your insights. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. And thank you for providing this platform for people like me to be able to share our stories. I really appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Thanks again for tuning in to the Boost Podcast. I hope what you heard today will help you to build your brand, optimize relationships, obtain more leads, secure thought leadership space, and tap into new markets. If you liked what you heard, please don't forget to share the podcast with your family and your friends. And while you're at it, don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast. For more information on me or any of the other services that we provide, feel free to head over to our website, kellytleonard.com. I look forward to catching up with you again on the next episode of the Boost Podcast. Epicor is the essential partner to the world's most essential businesses, offering ERP solutions built for growth and operational success. Explore the industry productivity solutions we curate for the automotive, building supply, distribution, manufacturing, and retail industries by visiting epicor.com essential. That's E-P-I-C-O-R dot essential. 